Is It Transphobic? will be addressing issues of transphobia and transmisogyny. We may also address issues of racism, classism, ableism, and various other intersectional issues in this podcast. So this is a trigger warning. The panelists on Is It Transphobic? will also use strong language. So listener discretion is advised. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Is It Transphobic podcast. My name is Ashley Lauren Rogers. I'm the creator and producer, and I use she, her pronouns. And today I'm being joined by... Jessica. I use he, him pronouns. I am Ashley's friend, fellow Massachusetts weirdo, theater nerd, geek, etc. And we're here to talk about Queer Eye. Yeah. So let's kind of get right into some of the, the, the... interesting bits of this mm-hmm. uh now queer eye is obviously a reboot of queer eye for the straight guy uh and they dealt with in season two a trans subject a man named miles um miles or skylar i'm getting skylar oh man no because I, I watched both i watched <laughs> that one and i watched the early one miles was the the earlier one uh so skylar um what were your impressions? Now, actually, before we get into first impressions, had you ever watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? Or Yeah, so I've seen bits and pieces of uh, different kinds of transformation shows like this, and mm. I've seen Queer Eye. The original one was very, it was uh, very energetic in terms of, like, let's, let's try to tackle this in mm. this way. Um, and so for me... Uh, there was a slight shift in tone already with like a different cast, um, but also with this reboot, uh, it, the whole episode opens up with the surgery. Yeah. So mm. it was just like, oh my god! And mm. so for me, I was like, I understand the dramatic moment, but I felt like it it could have been handled a little bit more delicately in being like in introducing Skylar first and being like, this is Skylar. And, uh, you know, Skylar's right now doing X, Y, Z, and then maybe showing that and then making sure that the impact has happened. But I guess in editing, what they wanted to do was to, I guess, put people's questions out of their mind first. Like this person has already transitioned and then they're going backwards and then jumping forwards again. So. And just to be clear, when you say this person has already transitioned, you mean they've had a a physical surgery as opposed to, because there are a number of ways for people to transition. Mm -hmm. But in this case, particularly for Skylar, he, in the way that they presented it, he felt like the apex of his transition is getting top surgery. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we didn't, we didn't even know that at first. Um, and sorry, I, I'm, I'm referencing this as if everyone has already seen the episode, but, um, yes, this is when Skylar gets, uh, his top surgery. And, uh, the first thing you see is, uh, the cast kind of crowding around and seeing, uh, through, I think it was the waiting room for the first time, what Skylar is seeing when he looks down. Mm. And so I understand that, but that's, there's no build up to that and there that the, the uh, impact isn't there you only mm. hear about it afterwards when skylar says you know this is something that i want to do i'm waiting to do i'm waiting for you know all this um you know the driver's license thing where he mentions like you know they won't even change my gender marker until i have any surgery yeah and what was what was the phrase that they the the he he said that they used it was like oh it was come back compl- when you're complete when you're when, when you're complete. complete yeah when, when you're complete, complete which mm-hmm. is heartbreaking again if you mm. heard about that first and then it skips a little bit forward to hey skylar just got his surgery then there would be more impact of yeah. who is this person rather than like the the shocking just scene of just seeing somebody in general after a surgery that's a lot but if yeah. you don't know the backstory to it, it doesn't it doesn't have the same personal impact. Uh, like again, if somebody uh, finally gets, you know, surgery to remove like um, scar tissue they've had from like, you know, different kinds of uh, injuries, they finally have that removed um, and they, they didn't tell you a story until afterwards, it doesn't make quite sense. Like somebody was saying, you know, I've had these scars for years and years and there's something that I've, you know, that reminded me of, you know, X, Y, Z, but now I'm finally getting the surgery and then you cut to you know, shots of them getting the surgery and then, you know, them being like emotionally, you know, in the moment and welling up. And that makes more sense to me. Mm. Uh, so for that, that was the first thing that caught me because I was not prepared. Mm. 
Well, and, and critics of the episode, because we, I also sent along a, a couple of articles, like both, uh, one that, like, there are two or three that came out after the season came out that were very, very critical of the episode. And it was hard not to watch the episode without those criticisms in mind, honestly. Um, and particularly one of the biggest ones being they immediately centered everything about Skylar that people are going to see about him having surgery mm -hmm. and about that. And I think that that is, I think that they were trying to do it as a means to be like, not necessarily shocking, but that idea of like, well, we all know you just want to see the surgery. So here you go. And it was just like, uh, I was very off put by it, honestly. Yeah, I 100% I agree because uh, in general, Queer Eye was about transformation. So in order for anything to be a transformation, you have to get from point A to point B. They don't do that. So again, it was like, sure, here's the thing you, you came for. So everyone else who's curious, you can watch that. Now you can get out. I was like, that's still not the point because gender is just more than that, obviously. Mm. And so I wanted to see Skylar, like again, right after that one minute shot of all the stuff about the surgery, they actually finally get to talk about Skylar as a person mm -hmm. like this is something I've you know battled with my whole life and you know I finally have you know saved money I you know I had to cut ties with my parents because they just were, were you know so unsupportive and unhealthily so um, and so I was like that's that was what we all want to hear in the first place it doesn't matter what is going on in terms of just the physique it's who you are as a person and the transformation is supposed to be uh a physical representation of what's going on the inside through the makeover is like this is how you're presenting and experiencing life so this is how you're going to uh, show yourself to the world and I, I think that's just not very fair in that editing because obviously with the crew you could tell the crew who obviously have no say in editing uh, were genuinely um, they were genuinely empathic towards uh, Skylar because they were saying, I had no idea about this. I'm part of the community. I am gay and all of our experiences have been different, but you know, I, I feel really stupid for just not being as um, well-versed in all this. And I didn't even know pronouns or things. That's what we should have been seeing first of like the transformation of, of not only Skylar and, and growing into uh, who he really is, but also the cast for being people who are like, we should too. This is not just a one person, like one way route. It's for everybody. Mm. Because again, that's what this whole show is even about. Mm. Well, and I know they, they tried to put a lot of the focus on Skylar and specifically like, and I think that part of them doing that was allowing Skylar and particularly Tan. Tan had the most like, oh, I've never met a trans person. And it's just like immediately in my head, I'm like, yeah, that you know of. But you like, know, you know, exactly, like, yeah. But, yeah, but also Tan has been very like open about the fact that he's kind of for multiple reasons avoided queer spaces. And so finally, like coming out and now being a part of it is like sort of learning about gay culture specifically. So it's been as much as it was good that there were a lot of learning moments. It felt like those learning moments were specifically put on Skylar. And part of that is because of the producing and the editing, uh, because obviously like they were there for a week. We only saw an hour. And there is a lot that ends up on the floor, and that's what Skyler said in his interview when he talked about uh, the flack that the episode was getting, is that, you know, like, well, there's a lot of conversations we had, and uh, I think he said Karamo and, um, I always call him, I, there's one of them, the long-haired one, he's wonderful and I love him, I can't think of his name, I'm I always, so bad with names. it's cool, it's, it's, I, well, he looks so much like Andrew W.K. that I've just been calling him Andrew W. Gay, yeah, and, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm talking about. No, the, the, the one that's, like, all about grooming, um, <laughs> he, I, from what I understand, like, the two of them have a lot of, like, are at least, like, a little bit well-versed in trans issues, and it would have been nice to see an ally step up. But that's not what we got. We got like a bunch of people in Transland. Oh, ah, let's visit Transland. We're looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Step it up. Mm -hmm. I've I have the exact same sentiments of when I see people in these spaces. Mm. Um, I I've purposely tried to be part of the community because I know uh, whenever I do have any kind of privilege, um, there's there's a responsibility to be you know good to your fellow humans mm. and so if I, that ever comes up i'm always there to be supportive whether that's being someone who says hey that's not cool don't do that or like you do realize you know 
XYZ. I've, I've done that and I've been assisting in any way that I can, whether that's my position as, you know, um, an Asian person, as a queer person, as somebody from maybe a different like social class. Like I've been able to step it up because I know better than to just be too selfish in in the way that, you know, I'm just like emotionally like overwhelmed by everything. It's like, okay, I understand this is a thing that I'm maybe a little bit overwhelmed by, but you know, there are other people who are in much more uncomfortable positions than me right now. So I should try to help or just stand my ground and just be helpful. No, I, I completely hear that. Uh, for those that uh, don't know, we're having some technical difficulties. Uh, we were using my phone to live stream, and now the live streaming is dead. So we apologize if you have been following. I'll try and figure out a way to make it up to you on Patreon. Uh, but that said, that means that I can actually access my notes now. Uh, so if you don't mind, I'd kind of like to, because I, I wrote through it. So the first thing I wanted to actually say is that the first time I watched this episode, I actually I shut it off completely within five minutes it's it's the off-putting it's it's the off-putting surgery part and like i was saying it was just this appeal to the people who were just who weren't there to for the shows like those people should not be watching anyway so why should you give in to them like it's about the person well and i i also because it was it started off being about the surgery and i was just kind of like okay this is kind of intense uh but then after that it was all the little things like one of the things that got brought up in the article and that got not debunked but got mm, started to get debunked was uh, i can never remember his name the carpenter dude i'm gonna call him gay fred gay fred (laughs) uh he for whatever reason like he said transgendered it was on the uh uh, closed captioning as transgendered and the final like the the thing that was said in the article that with the art the interview with skylar was essentially oh well no like i mean things get edited things and it's just like yeah and you know honestly he was kind of mumbling a lot like he he kind of like chooses words a lot so it's like "Mm, i don't know like i can maybe give him a pass but at the same time like I listened to it five times now, and it sounded very much like he said, uh, "Skyler is a transgendered person or something." So, yeah. See, that's the that's what. Yeah, that's that's what I mean when things happen like that. When sure, you have to use a different pronoun or refer to somebody in some way. Like sure, you're you may be uncomfortable or like slightly overwhelmed for one second, but if you just stick to what's given to you, that's that's what you can do um again i've when obviously being when i was a younger queer um (laughs) and you know coming into all this at first it was you know overwhelmed with like different pronouns and the way that people identified obviously but uh guess what i did i stuck with it and when someone said hey you know i'm uh my name is jane you know i'm a woman uh my i use they them pronouns that's I was like, all right, cool. That's it. That's all I needed to do was just follow that. And like, I was a little overwhelmed. Like, all right, there's a lot of information coming in right now, but you get used to understanding these sorts of uh, like, whether it's jargon or uh, just social positions of like, just even asking about pronouns. Like, Hey, my name's X, you know, like I'm, uh, I'm 42. I, you know, I work in, um, fishing and these are my pronouns Mm. so it's just kind of an add-on to that and for me it's just like we shouldn't be so i don't know complacent in these sorts of things even i get if there's there's little slip-ups but there just should be just this movement forward of like oh i'm sorry i said that i meant Mm -hmm. x and then move on from there and particularly now that i because i ended up having to buy the episode from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, uh, where they first dealt with a trans man. Uh, and in the description, it was like, uh, Miles is a transgendered man. It was just like, ah, you can't transgender an orange. You can't transgender a towel. It's, he's a transgender man. Uh, and so to kind of have that happen in the like absolute official description of the of that episode and then this one have that happen and again maybe it's an editing thing maybe they honestly audio maybe their audio guy sucked like i'm not you know i don't mean to put their audio guy on blast but like maybe their audio guy sucked and he was editing it and he's just like "Ah, yeah this word uh sounds like git and i you know i am all about 
just you know figuring things like that out to to you know make sure people feel comfortable because that's what's the worst thing that mm. can happen oh you made your entire crew feel uncomfortable mm. or if somebody's like still unsure of how to approach you because of things like this i've always you know taken time to quell anything like that. It's like hey sorry about the thing yesterday or mm. oh i i said this by accident i'm so sorry i didn't mm. mean to i meant xyz i just had a slip up <laughs> because whatever mm. well and i i want to talk a little bit more uh about this issue with so i don't so i want to talk like a little bit more about the surgery and then move on because there is so much more to the episode and there is so much more to skylar mm-hmm. um but I just remember, so I was doing a a read for someone. Someone brought me in, and I was doing it as a favor for another person to read their script. And they said to me, I asked them, like, okay, do you, like, they had a trans character in their piece. And I said to them, okay, do you know any trans people? Have you met any trans people? And their response was, well, I watched the surgery video twice. And to me, that's kind of what this felt like in the beginning, is that idea of, like... Oh, I know, like, especially the way that they reacted, like, I instantly, you know, everything about this person, or at the very least, like, some of them did, and some of them had instant empathy, and it's just like, I never thought about this before, it's just like, you you just through an invasive surgery? You don't even know this person yet. <laughs> Right. And again, and like I was saying, there has to be a build up to this moment to understanding what this meant to this person. Because if somebody told you, I just got surgery, you're like, oh, that thing you dealt with is pain. But what did the surgery mean to you? Was it something that was medically needed? Was it something that you've always wanted to do? Even if it's cosmetic surgery, I'm a fan of just letting people do whatever they want with their body. So cosmetic surgery, totally. That's not my, not my body, not my money not my anything if someone's happy enough to be like hey i finally got my cheekbones done i'm like hey great if you're happy to tell me about it awesome good for you but again i'd have to even say you know good for you after they told me what it meant to them or like gave me an idea of that so again like when you just put that out there it's like why what was Hmm. that was just very very intimate and not in a good way right now Hmm. two seconds in like surgery yeah oh boy <laughs> so uh my next the, the next note uh this, at one point while they were in the car before they even met skylar one of them said something like uh weren't like they weren't born in the right body and for some people that absolutely is a an accurate way of phrasing who they are and their experience as a trans person but i'm just so sick of this being the dominant narrative and honestly you can tell from skylar there are moments where yes like doing some forms of body modification whether it's like uh you know basically like having the surgery or uh doing other things are definitely what helped him kind of feel right at home with who they are it's it just it feels untrue to say all trans people and i know that they weren't saying all trans people but it's very much the it was very much picking up on the narrative that it's all about being born in the wrong body and that that just rang really ugh to me i i agree because when you say things like that you're in my opinion uh you just I really don't want to condone the idea that you have to conform to what society thinks a body should look like. Mm. Um, because then we just, we sort of disassemble other people's arguments and rightfully, like rightfully correct arguments of like, you are, you are what you are, whether or not you decide to modify your body, it's still your choice. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter Mm. because I've had plenty of friends who are like, this is my body. I want to own it. And I don't want to modify it, but I am still X, Y, Z. I shouldn't say, but uh, this is my body and I'm a woman. There's all different kinds of women, tall, short, lanky, um, super flexible, you know, all different <laughs> kinds of bodies. So when people say things like that, it's like, it's, it gets a little old and I agree because there's all different kinds of people. There's intersex people that I'm sure they haven't even thought existed yet. And like, mm. this is, this is real. These people are real, mm. whether that is expressed in certain ways or not. It's really not our uh, business, to be honest. It's just like, this is me. That's it. Mm. Yeah, no, and it, it ties into a lot of the, the, the language of what 
like what was said to Skylar, come back when you're complete or come and it's that idea of like there's a beginning and an end and it's all clear and it's like it's not honestly and what if Skylar didn't want to have top surgery that's absolutely a valid uh you know that's absolutely a valid want for a person to not have certain surgeries or certain things done and still be trans and i realize that this is just like on the larger thing and honestly i think that they could have even though this was not the case with skylar they could have gone further and said like you know not every trans person is going to want to do certain things so this language as much as yes oh like it's i'm so sad that they said that to you the the win was not just well now he can because now he can and that is good and that is a win but it's also it should be well let's dismantle this thing because that's bullshit in general right so right i i agree because it is bullshit in general and you shouldn't have to feel the need to change your body just because other people say change your body because you genuinely want to mm -hmm. and if somebody says something like oh yeah breasts are the, are the symbol of femininity i have to get rid of them because my whole life people saw this on me and immediately decided I was a woman. It's like, no, you, you are what you are. My dad has breasts and he's a male identifying dude. And I'm like, that's very real. This is what happens. And then when, uh, then it, then when we don't dismantle arguments like that, there are men who do get breast cancer, mm -hmm. like actually, and then they get, you know, not even like, it's just humiliated and scolded being like, you don't have breasts. Like, yes, you do. It's, mm -hmm. It's, it's chest area and it's the fatty tissue in the chest area and all different kinds of people have all different kinds of bodies. So again, when we say, well, I want to get rid of this or I want to shape my body more into X, that is, that's great. Versus like breasts and like everybody technically still has the same kind of tissue. We mm. still have nipples, we still have areolas. That, that's a thing. Yeah. And I think that there's also something that we should say is that um, we're never really sure what the producers, and this is kind of going to my next point with this, we're never really sure what the producers talked to Skylar or in general their subjects about that you don't see. Um, and I bring that up for, for two reasons. Number one, because all of the guys, the Fab Five, ran in, gave him hugs, and I noticed they were a little reserved with their hugs, and so that tells me that the producer did tell them, like, hey, he's just had surgery, don't go, like, your usual stuff, because they're usually, like, just complete glomp machines, just all over, and just, oh my gosh, hey! Not to, you know, but, like, that's very much the way that they do, and so with Skylar, they were very gentle, they were very tender, um, but it wasn't until, like, halfway through their first, like, oh, we're walking through the house, oh my gosh, we're doing this, Karamo just kind of goes, by the way, how are you doing? Because we've been <laughs> dragging you throughout the house, it's just like, yeah, Karamo, like, how, uh, <laughs> Uh? So <laughs> again, it's all about it was it was too much about that, and yes, surgery is physically intensive, um, so that's understandable. But again, when you have to understand the the tenderness and the love somebody needs in general before that happens and after that happens, again, like we're bringing up that point that that's that's what the the precautions we have to take anyway. Because what they could have done, what they could have done. This is a suggestion, alternate universe uh, here. What if the producer said, "Hey, uh, how about you all give Skylar a gentle group hug, mm. and that's it?" And then we're like, mm. "Okay, it's so great to like that you you're finally here, that you finally got what you wanted." Versus like, mm. "We're gonna do that and make it different, mm. like too different." Like, when, I feel like when people try to do too much of like you're so you're different from the usual crazy things that we do we're gonna treat you like that this is this is the way to treat you like i, I feel like that's a little uncomfortable too like i don't want to be treated like i'm different i want people to be aware of my situation mm. but not treat me any differently because mm. you know i may be trans and i'd be different in mm. some other way well and and i don't want to make it seem like i'm reading too much into this either but i almost feel like it looks like to the audience you have to hug trans people from a distance. Like we're very terrifying people. And like, yeah, like it's, you know, like, oh, keep your distance from the trans. And like, I know that's not what they were going for. I know that's not what they were thinking. They were thinking this person just had surgery, but like at the same time, it was just like, 
you know, when you change, when you modify your behavior without explanation, and the explanation is he had surgery, but if you modify your behavior without the, like if they had said in the beginning, oh, is it okay to hug you? How are you doing? Yeah. Then then the hug, then it'd be like, yeah, this, I did okay. Mm -hmm. And then they could have been like, hey, can we give you a group hug or do you want some hugs for that? See, again, Mm -hmm. there has to be explanation for these behaviors, Mm -hmm. including things like the fact that we just kind of subverted the whole narrative of the, the way to explain transness to anybody mm-hmm. is again this is me as a person I want this okay I finally have this now we're gonna move on with the actual makeover part mm-hmm. because I'm in a space physically and mentally where I want to express myself in this manner in this style in this fashion it, with these people so I feel like it's the purpose and the intent behind it mm-hmm. um, that really matters rather than like let's get rid of all like the big parts first so then you can get to the makeover process like the makeover process is literally transformation so there should be a cohesive logic to it mm-hmm. yikes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, There were a couple of quotes from Tan. I think this is... uh, Yeah, so some of these were still in the car as I was writing it. Uh, I think straight people assume because it's LGBTQ, straight people assume we must all understand what each other's... Oh, man. My autocorrect is not helping me right now. We must all understand each other's plight. That's what it is. And I thought that that was like a very real statement. I thought that was something that I was really... I I actually appreciated. And now that I'm kind of like going in with more like analytical eyes, it's like, no, actually, that's that's a great statement there from from Tan, which he then followed up with a little bit, oh, I've never met a trans person before. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. Well... Again, uh, like uh, what Ash and I were saying before, you know, maybe you've not met a trans person that you know of. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're they're on a different spectrum of like, yeah, this is how I'll dress, this is what I do, but you haven't really asked that person about that. Very much like what they were doing with the surgery. It's like, oh, we're just gonna do our usual thing. Oh, how are you feeling about it? It's like, how about you ask that first, and then try to take precautions to show this person you care in a way that makes sense, mm. uh, and like. I understand this is like a a learning lesson kind of uh, episode, but it shouldn't be too like spoon fed, like, oh, the audience just will never understand. We have to treat them in a way like Mm. treating audiences like they're like they're they don't know what they're talking about is my least favorite thing in movies and episodes Mm -hmm. like people. People will get it if you treat them with with a certain amount of consciousness and you you raise the bar even just a little bit you will be you will be pleasantly surprised of like yeah i get it or like yeah my sister my etc or even myself i'm trans i get it and so this is something that connects with me well and one of the one of the main arguments in the criticisms that i've seen is that they could have easily brought in a trans expert in some way, shape, or form. An expert who is transgender. And they brought in a number of interesting folks. I actually thought that, um, what was his name? Daniel from uh, the, the guy that specialized, hold on, Taylor, yeah. Yeah, the guy, the, the guy that was the tailor and uh, talked about how he and his company specifically focus on, uh, or they have a lot of trans masculine clients. I thought that was great, especially like, I thought it was really interesting hearing how to take tailor a suit for a transmasculine person but why maybe not even it maybe it shouldn't have been him but like why aren't there other trans experts on this episode because it's not like they don't exist and are you honestly telling me i know that they're in georgia but are you honestly telling me there are no trans experts in any of this in georgia I, we all know Violet Chachki's a Georgia queen. She's an Atlanta queen. So there's lots of, there's lots of us everywhere. Mm. And there's, I don't, yeah, I, I agree. There's, there's so many of us and just even like a Skype call in from somebody else. Mm-hmm could have been really great for that. They could have, they could have gotten anybody. You don't have to like try to shoot for the stars and get mm-hmm. uh a major celebrity who's trans to be like you don't have to call him Laverne Cox to be like talk to me about yeah. this talk to, talk to anybody maybe mm-hmm. your cousin is trans and saying hey you know thanks for calling in you know I just wanted to uh, you know thank you for letting me talk about this and what you're doing is really great you know we're XYZ mm. you know that that's that would have been much more sensitive to the topic rather than like look at all these sensational parts of being trans and then we're going to get to maybe the important part which is the transformation of how you're feeling and mm. how you're, into how you're dressing like 
I agree. Hmm. Uh, let's see. We already talked about touching. Um, <laughs> Karamo's statement: Skylar's house screams queer, 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 queer. And I mean, I've met a lot of. Like, I mean, I know a lot of trans folk that, like, have a lot of, like, queer items everywhere, and I think that that's fine. I think one of the one of the main criticisms, and I say, like, there were a lot of main criticisms, but one of them was that in the transformation, so we'll kind of jump a little bit, but, like, in the transformation, they took away a lot of all of the queer symbols and the stuff like that, and in watching, I don't think that they did. I think they actually did a really good job with what Skylar actually wanted, which was to sort of be a little bit more grown up and see what the next phase of him was, and keeping a lot of his queer art in frames, and making it a part of it and prominent was actually a really nice way to just sort of like it wasn't hiding it but at the same time it was making it a little bit more adult and more what's what's the word uh like you intent intentional yeah um, that's something that uh, my friends and I have been talking about and really discussing is um, intention. And especially within the, the queer community, intention is much more significant because we are kind of raised in a world where we assume so many things that you know, heteronormativity is, is it. There's n- literally nothing else. You know, you're cisgendered. There's nothing else. And so within the queer community, practicing intention is obviously the opposite of that so that we do actually get to understand people as they are, which is something we've been denied quite a bit. So practicing intention is no matter what age, it's always going to be a good, always going to be a net good of like, how are you doing? That makes somebody so much better. And then someone actually tells you like, thank you for, for asking, you know, I've been dealing with a hard time. Like, Oh, well, you know, we can grab lunch afterwards and we can like talk about it more or like maybe that'll help your day. And it's helping mine too, to just be there with you, be there for you. And you know, this is something that uh, has really been moving forward with the, the queer community. And I hope that with episodes like this, we're like, okay, we understand these were, you know, uh, choices we may not have made, but now we're opening up discussion to how do we make that better? Again, make things more intentional with purpose. We had something in mind, which is to do good versus like, I'm just gonna exist, you know, everyone outside of me is whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. I also thought it was interesting that like, everyone was praising his style like oh yeah no like the one like the one the, the, the friend said like the one thing he has going for him is yep he knows style we go to him for our style dev- for our style advice and then immediately like tan was just like ooh, i don't want to be that person i don't want to be judgmental but his style is whack his, oh. <laughs> i i inf- uh emphasis mine but that is actually what he said <laughs> yeah yeah um so there were one second, let me find some more there was um I think it was interesting that there were a couple of things like uh, I want people to know when they walk in in that this is a queer space and like I say with the way that they remodeled the room like having the uh, queer art prominent like it, it absolutely achieved that as much as it didn't seem it in as much as it was like yes it's oh it's a little bit more dorm room and it's like yeah he, he wants to move forward. He doesn't know what the, the next step is. Um, let's see. I also... I I don't know. Have you ever had a suit tailored out of curiosity? Like... I've had my clothes tailored by another queer tailor. Um, so I have... Uh, not quite a suit, but I've had uh, different formal pieces of clothing tailored for me. Um, and it's great working with another queer person or somebody who's had experience because then they don't assume things. Uh, like when you have, you know, a top tailored. Some people who are more, you know, assuming of your cisgender anything. They're like, oh yeah, we want to emphasize your, your, you know, petite waist. Or I was like, no, what? that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. And so having a queer tailor or somebody who's you know worked with queer people before they'll ask you like so this is what's going on so you know uh xyz is going on with this piece of fabric um so do you want to emphasize this here or like how are you feeling where where do you want the emphasis to be or like where like how do you want it to sit on you Mm. and that that's very important because i've had you know i've had 
women's suits. I was like, I hate the way this feels on me. It's not like, it doesn't make me look right in terms of like not how I want to express myself. And I've had like queer tailors fix that right up being like, all right, we know what you want. Slack here, more shoulders or like show more of like the broadness here or like the length will be different. Just all these little things, if we practice intention can really help get you what you want, what you need. And even, even on just like a purely capitalistic business way, like you want your customers to be happy to come back to you. Mm -hmm. So literally ask them what they want. Yep. Uh, as a former hairstylist, I can tell you that um, there are a lot of people that would come in and, uh, you know, cis women who would say like, ah, oh, just give me a men's cut. Uh, or trans men who would say, give, give me a men's cut. And getting a hairstylist that did not know how to do that because they're still looking at this person and saying, oh, but you're a woman. And it's just like, it's easy. Just literally do the same things because there is not a goddamn difference. Uh, and if they want a certain cut, like the, the hairstylist, and I'm sorry that I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but like, it drives me nuts because, you know, then I'll do someone's hair and they'll be like, oh my God, I've never had a hairstyle that looked this good, that looked, that, that looked so right on me. And it's literally just like, I gave you a crew cut. Like, you just wanted yeah. a crew cut. Uh-huh. You, you were given a crew cut because you wanted a crew cut and it's not doesn't belong to any gen it belongs no. <laughs> to people who are going to be getting that haircut so mm -hmm. i want a crew cut or like oh yeah i want something that's a little choppy choppy fringe in the front doesn't belong to anybody mm -hmm. and again when you practice intention mm -hmm. that what you want cool yeah no and that's and yeah i think people in ways that they don't necessarily know get caught up in certain gendered activities or gendered things and the reason that i bring up um skylar's experience in skylar didn't go in any detail but getting a suit tailored to you is a very invasive thing that you just kind of i am not going to say you just kind of accept but it is something that if you want this suit you like like many activities that you don't necessarily think of until later you just kind of accept because they need to make it right for your size and uh, how it hangs but at the same time like how the suit hangs i should emphasize um but at the same time it is something where it's a very invasive process and yeah so going to queer tailors or going to like queer people is a good way which is why it drives me nuts that they didn't do that in this episode even though i know that they you know they brought in some good folks <laughs> they should have brought in a trans expert as well uh anyway so <laughs> oh bindle and keep that was the name of the the suit uh, the suit company um i actually liked that tanzit i feel fucking i feel fucking stupid quite honestly <laughs> and i i think that was actually one of the better moments of the episode in my opinion as much as again it was relying on skylar to kind of educate it tan sort of took the reins and said i feel like an idiot and i wish that he had just like i don't know like there was there was a certain thing that wasn't said but felt like it was very much tan saying like Oh my god you're just a human oh i'm an idiot i and and so much of that comes from this idea of like trans being hypothetical of people being hypotheticals and not real and once they're in front of you and once you're talking to them and once you're dealing with them it's like oh right i'm an idiot you're a human and it's just like yeah <laughs> i don't know if you wanted to talk about that at all <laughs> oh i i did which is again why i was saying we they could have been more sensitive to the episode mm -hmm. of the build-up of all this mm -hmm. because if we are relying on the fab five to also kind of represent us mm -hmm. you should be smacked on the hand like, you're being stupid you know this is a person mm -hmm. and so that should have been what comes up first the surgery and then the transformation so then you all play catch up together mm -hmm. and you all like Tan realized that these people are people no matter what and yeah you have all these ideas and you all have all this hearsay of like oh yeah they're people who are xyz but then you see that and then you're like wow you're you're right just like anybody they have thoughts and feelings and uh interests likes dislikes and the main point is that you're here to help them so you get to know them as a person and we didn't get to do that at all in the beginning. It was just this backtracking from the surgery. And like, so again, like uh, what some of the articles were saying was it was so focused on the surgery. And I think, um, I forget which article said this, but, the, but with doing that, it has created that almost grotesque kind mm -hmm. of body horror, body shock mm -hmm. um, 
feeling at the very beginning. So you're so focused on that that you're still kind of reeling from that as they're getting to know Skylar's a person. Then you're kind of, you know, you're kind of like lulled into, oh yeah, that's right. This is all part of this versus Hmm. the other way around, which I, again, very much think they should have done. Hmm. Well, and and on the topic of that idea of um, surgery, uh, particularly the surgery of, of trans individuals as, as looked at as the grotesque uh, from the, the view of this. I thought it was interesting that at the end uh, Skyler took off his shirt and showed everybody essentially showed everybody his scars because that is, and I can only speak, I am not a trans man so I can only speak to the experience of trans men that I know and that I've talked to. Many of them, there are some that absolutely like never want people to see them and, are, and look for ways to try and like hide them uh, but then there are many that are just like, no, these are my battle scars, this is what I went through so uh, I have friends that uh, model tattoos around them so that they can show off like, yeah this is a thing I got done. Oh man, that's Sorry. a lot of thunder. Yes, that, yeah, that was that was a hell of a bolt of lightning. Anyway, um, <laughs> God knows we're talking about trans shit. Uh, so, but yeah, like and and so it. But what was interesting was he did it. They kind of showed little bits and pieces, but they obscured him in the one moment at the very end uh, through color, like through their use of uh, digitally changing the color a little bit and upping like certain like brighter tones. Um, they made it so that his body was completely obscured. And I, and I don't mean to smile when I say that, but it is one of those things where it's like, I see what you're doing. Like, that's the only reason I'm smiling is like, I see what you're doing, Queer Eye. Jesus. There's a lot of there's a lot of lightning in the background. It's uh, a lot of lightning in the background. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Lots of thunder that you are probably not hearing. Um, it's been very humid in New York City, so that's probably why. That's a that's very ominous and scary uh, thunder and lightning. I might have to like take a uh, car home, but uh, the sorry. I'm we got a futon if you need. Yeah. <laughs> distracted. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. That's again the moment when somebody does want to show you battle scars, you should literally show that. Yeah. But again, they're showing the grotesqueness of the surgery, mm. but not the the result of that choice which i don't understand either yeah. like i mean like mm-hmm. when people are proud of something show them that if they're not mm-hmm. so proud or this is a very sensitive moment guess what you shouldn't focus on that so they kind of yeah. they kind of swapped that around and like i was saying it was just the order of that mm. too just didn't make sense mm. yeah um I actually, uh, the the moment that he was working with Jonathan and they were talking about uh, the beard and how to achieve like a good like look for a beard and specifically one that would make, that would emphasize what Skylar wants. And he said, oh, well, uh, rule of thumb is you go down to where your Adam's apple is. And Skylar immediately just goes, I don't have an Adam's apple. And Jonathan was like, oh, crap. And then found a way to uh, uh, sort of work that out so that it's like right this is a thing i've not had to deal with like and again it is still a narrative that is focused on skylar having to educate but at the same time it was kind of nice seeing jonathan jonathan that's his name andrew w gay uh (laughs) jonathan um change his tactic and figure out oh right that's not a thing that's helpful for you let me figure out what is and it would have been nice if he if they showed him apologizing i'm sure that he did uh, again, this is me giving a lot of credit to things we didn't see. He did just sort of go like, oh, uh, your voice something something. I forget what he said and what he used, but it was just like, oh, your voice sting right there. Oh, there we go. Uh, and it just looked like from our end, it looked like he was just covering, which in a way he was. But at the same time, I would be very surprised if he didn't apologize. So... <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, there should have been like a, oh, right, not an Adam's apple, but maybe in the middle of your neck or something like that yeah. to describe the way that you can do that. Because I'm sure as a stylist, as anybody, everybody's body is different. Mm-hmm. My hair is not the same as your hair. So if somebody was like, oh, yeah, if you just give it a tug, it's like if you do that, all my hair will fall out because I have such delicate, <laughs> very fine hair. So there's so many ways you can work that in. It has nothing to do with just gen- gender because it's just, it's physique. It's mm-hmm. where things land, like you could say, you know, the middle of your neck. Yeah. You could literally say that. Or where your vocal cords, your voice boxes. Yeah. Or like, That's all right, 
voice box, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- that would that would make sense. Or if he just like touched where he was, like like I usually go from like right here, mm. and then Skyler could have been like, oh yeah, right, so like right there, it's like the middle. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they mm. would find learning to find the language, even if you don't yeah. have it, not just again assume. Mm-hmm. So the next note that I have is just. French tuck. Uh, like, so I don't know if you've been watching Queer Eye at all, uh, the, the Netflix version, but if you listening have, you know that Tan basically tells everyone that he talks to, French tuck, French tuck, French tuck. He just tuck a little bit in the front and then the rest in the back. And I think that looks bizarre. I think on some folks that he did it on, oh yeah, no, that actually does look good. Skyler, it just looked weird. And I think you could see, particularly in the end, when he popped the collar over the suit and everybody was freaking out, like, no, don't do that! Ah! Skyler knows what he's doing. Skyler's like, Skyler definitely needed a little help, a little nudge, a little, like, focus on this, not on this. Okay. But, like, Skyler knows who he is. And I think that was, as much as it wasn't emphasized in the show, the fact that that happened showed so much more that yeah he's 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 good he's got this i don't know like if you if you saw the same thing or if you have opinions on french tucks <laughs> i have no opinions on french tucks so i'm just gonna smooth that on over <laughs> um also i noticed that it, it felt like the message was if you see a trans person ask them all the questions Like, I don't know if you were getting that, but that was sort of the message that I was picking up by the end. And again, like, I actually, by the end, I'm very happy that I forced myself to watch the rest of it because I actually did really enjoy the episode after we got past. There's so much cringe in the first 10 minutes, though. It it was, Like, so much. I had to, like... Yeah. Yeah, as, as you saw in my face, it was just a lot of, like, I had to, like, skim through it because it was a lot of the... I don't, I don't want to, again, I don't want to baby any audience, but it was just a lot of that and the, a lot of the sort of trials and tribulations, but all condensed into 10 minutes of this is how you should not talk to a person or treat them if you just don't know what you're doing. I, un- I understand they were, they were being much more sensitive to it, mm. which is good, but don't assume or speculate too much for others. Oh, you were just, poor you, you were born to the wrong body. Like that, that sort of yep. almost, pa- almost patronizing, but mm. almost like... It, it, it was it was again lots of cringe because of the, mm-hmm. it was a mix of bag, mixed bag of feelings like that. So I, I'm even like stumbling over my words just thinking about the. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Um, let's see, Bobby. Okay. Cis folk should be able to wear dresses. Like, cis men specifically should be able to wear dresses. I'm okay with that. I'm okay that... I think it was Bobby was wearing a dress. Maybe it wasn't Bobby. Um, It might have been Gay Frank. I can't remember the names. But yeah. um, But I'm rarely okay with the way that they did this. In that... And it was so subtle. But this is the first episode with a trans person suddenly this person who doesn't do a lot of like gender play is like oh i'm uh doing a gender bender is the way that he put it and it's just like okay why not for any other subject why this subject and again like maybe i'm getting too critical on that but why this particular person why this particular subject Mm, I don't know. Like, that just, it rings very, like, Jose Canseco wanting to do 24 hours dressed as a woman in support of Caitlyn Jenner for his reality show. And it's just like, mmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that because it's, even though it was subtle, it was just, um, it, it just kind of just pulls everything from other people's feet of, like, this is something you should do. Gender, yeah. It's not... It's not something that you experiment with just because, you know, all of a sudden now it is in front of you. So you should do it. Like, I, I feel the same way about when people like know what, like, what kind of Asian I am. It's like, oh, my God, I love Vietnamese. I'm like, so? <laughs> like, great. Thank you for telling me that's that that very small, unimportant detail that would not have been part of your life otherwise until I brought it up. Like, you're just like, what does that have to do with anything at this point? And that's 
kind of how I felt. It's like, oh yeah, mm. I do this too. Like, mm-hmm. but just for this episode. Or like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah now, now I'm gonna put on a dress. I can feel why some people want that. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and in all fairness, he had a very hard time sitting down. He was just like, how do women do this? And it was just like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> you, you do it. Yeah. Because you want to. <laughs> Uh, so I have a couple of other notes, and then I'll talk about uh, the other thing that I watched in prep for this episode. Um, <laughs> oh, I just wrote down, no, 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 you do not put a collar outside your suit. <laughs> I, was just, I just wrote, fuck you guys. I don't even care. That looks fly as hell. Like, and he did, honestly. Like, he actually, as much as I'm sure that they have a fashion thing that is just like, no. He's just like, that looked really good on him. Like, I'm sure that it's like, oh, it's for, like, because he's, they're trying to make him more his age and move away from, as he put it, the Peter Pan syndrome. But at the same time, like, no, he looked really good with the pop collar over the suit, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, we already talked about the surgery scars and how they decided not to show them, even though they made the surgery a major part of the beginning. Uh. Um, so... The next set of notes, and I didn't take a lot of notes on this because I, did, I wasn't sure if you would have access to it. I couldn't, I couldn't. It's fine. No, I tried, I tried really hard to find it for free somewhere or streaming somewhere in a service that I already paid for. Um, I couldn't, but the original episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, season four, episode nine, um, it is so cringeworthy. And one of the things that they said in some of these pieces that were very unfavorable to the queer eye this episode with Skylar was that, well, they already tackled a trans man in a past episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and they didn't do much different. Having watched them back-to-back, they absolutely did a lot different. (laughs) I gotta tell you, um... So, they talked ad nauseum about his medical history. Uh, Miles was born a woman, but identifies as a man, like Carson. It was just like, ah. And they made that joke a lot during the episode. Um, They dead named him in the first five minutes. They dead name him in the uh, episode description. So they not only say he's a transgendered man, they dead name him. Um, They use... I forget where in the description, but they use the scare quotes for, I think... I forget which word. It was either transgender or man, but it was just like, what are these scare quotes for? Um, So here's the thing we didn't talk about that I I feel like we are the first people to bring up. Both episodes have cat pee couches. Yeah, that's right. uh, You're you're right, because they were... Because there's that shot of everybody like also playing with the cat, and but it's just like it's the cat pee couch. It's like, what, what, mm-hmm. what is that? At first when I saw that, I was like, was that really necessary? <laughs> because I was like, I have two cats and they're nice. Why is this? <laughs> yep. You could have not. You could have not. Mm-hmm. But you did. <laughs> and I don't know if they did this as just. So whoever was on set thought it was hilarious because it's just like, well, I mean, this is we we dealt with this in the the last series, but yeah, Miles and Austin, uh, Miles being the subject of the older episode, he absolutely had a couch that his roommate's cat kept peeing on, and that's a thing. So the theme of trans people on Queer Eye so far has been cats pee on couches. That's the overarching theme. Your cat's cute. (laughs) Uh, They asked quite apropos of nothing, did your parents accept you immediately? Uh, They said, (laughs) here's a quote from Carson, so you know it's going to be good. (laughs) So the whole thing about your gender identity, oh no, actually this is good. (laughs) So I'll stop doing it in the the voice. Uh, So the whole thing about your gender identity uh, is that, well... Maybe I misquoted this. I don't know. But yeah, the whole thing I wrote down. So the whole thing about your gender identity is that it doesn't have anything to do with your sexual identity. And I think it was during a conversation that he was having with Austin, um, Miles' roommate. And it was just sort of like the not necessarily the whole thing, but he was saying it as like, you know, it's it's these things are unrelated. And I thought that was actually really nice and very subversive for the time. Um, 
And at one point, the, the other note that I had was back when you were a lady, which was corrected immediately to, well, I was never a lady. Um, so there were a lot of language gaffes that I think that they did really move past. And honestly, just the, the whole, like, the heart of each episode is good because they were both throwing a party. Uh, they were both doing a lot of things to help with grooming from a like okay let's figure this out um and they they both treated them in a way that was no different from any of their other subjects but at the same time it was just so like the most recent one definitely held, handled it with a lot more care but ooh man <laughs> the old one is now on my Amazon forever I own that. <laughs> I couldn't rent it. I was going to rent it, and it was just like... Yeah, it was just like, I have to own this for $2. All right, well, it was $2, so now I own this. <laughs> this one episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I bet Carson got a quarter. A quarter. <laughs> Literally one whole 25 U.S. cents from the $2 that yeah. you paid for that. Very probably. Uh, <laughs> cool. So those are all the notes that I had uh, as far as these episodes um i'm curious if you had anything else that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to bring up that maybe like we completely missed other than the cat people couch really being the gross <laughs> the other gross focal point that i was like why um what else did i there, i think we covered most of the things i wanted to really talk about because mm. again the the surgery thing really did put me off yeah um because i almost put down a whole bunch of money for that and I, that was not the first thing i uh you know had in my mind it was more of the the uncertainty mm. and um one thing that i really wish they kind of talked about more was just you know not just like skylar's parents being unsupportive and things like that but just uh being a little more elaborate with how people in their life family or friends otherwise may have not supported it in a way that is unhealthy because again mm. it's because uh, you know, when you put the focus on the parents thing too, it just sounds like, I don't know, it just sounds too much like I'm rebelling in this weird way versus yeah. like, you know, I've had friends who also were, who didn't quite accept me the way that I am because this would ruin their idea of me, knowing that, you know, this is who I always was. And that's something that I want to bring up more in these conversations when it comes to gender identity. It's not just parents. It's not just lovers. Mm -hmm. It's friends, too. It's how you relate to other people in general. It's not just for the love of another person to, you know, be with you for the rest of your life or people that are taking care of you. It's, mm -hmm. again, it's a general social thing of, like, how do I want to present myself to people? Mm -hmm. um, and I wish we kind of talked a little bit more about that. Um, but again, editing, I th yeah. he may have, and mm -hmm. we just not seeing it. But again, focusing way too much time on the, the surgery thing really cut down the amount of time you could really get some backstory. Mm. No, I, I completely agree. And I think, uh, like, it, kind of on that note, they mentioned the term chosen family every now and again. And they've, they've brought up, I think that they have actually brought up chosen family a couple of times on the show. Because I was really, I was watching it. It was my popcorn for a little while. Uh, literally up until this episode. And then five minutes in, I was just like, I'm done with the series. And I, I may actually finish out the season because of how this finally like actually like sitting down and watching the rest of it and kind of moving past it but they put a real big roadblock that i can't say i'm the only one in the queer community you know while we're on that word queer, queer. <laughs> because it's called queer eye one of the other major criticisms was that like even from season one of this is well it's all cis dudes again. The Fab Five should be all kinds of fabulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the next iteration? Because they went from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy so that they cut it down so that it would be, okay, we're bringing in more experts of color. That's great. Good. You've got two. Um, <laughs> we're, yeah, out of the five. I mean, that's, hey, all right. You, that's more. Um... They've got that, and it's still queer is still cis male is a problem. 
and mm-hmm. I, I agree because um, we've used cis men as the mascot for the queer community for such a long time mm-hmm. and more often they're not correct me if I'm wrong more often than not they're white hmm. so it has become such a problem when people are like oh I'm even when you say I'm gay that word just immediately brings up like cis white dude hmm. versus like any iterate literally any iteration of what queer can be is kind of overshadowed by that hmm. and so again the fab five i would have loved maybe a maybe a trans guy maybe hmm. someone else who's like a femme person a non-binary like person who's on that crew too hmm. because they they would have equally wonderful and great uh you know uh input on any of these things you could get another Andrew W. Gay. Maybe Andrew's yes. like Andrea W. Gay. You I'm don't know. into this. <laughs> See? We could do this. Yeah. This is not hard, everyone. What, you can't just be like any queers who would be up for makeup? Like, sure. A million mm. people would have done that. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're at the time where it's time to start wrapping up. Um, let's do the two questions I always ask, which is, is it transphobic and did you enjoy it? Uh, why don't we start with? <laughs> <laughs> you went on the podcast, you know. No, I, I don't, this is a hard one. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we start with? Did you enjoy it? And you can use a scale of one to ten. You can use uh, whatever noise comes out that feels right. You can compare it to an animal. I I'm working I'm working on new ways to express <laughs> this. Um, I would give it. Um, on a scale of did I enjoy it, I'll give it five out of ten mm. um, bags of salt. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like it doesn't have to specifically be a thing, but it could be because it's just so like mm. the cringe and like ugh, yeah. just like reminds me of just makes me think of bags of salt because of like the, the abrasiveness. Mm. But you kind mm. of need it a little bit. Mm. Um, so five out of ten in terms of personal enjoyment. Yeah. Um, is it transphobic? Not intentionally, I'll say. It's well, most things. Most things. Yeah, not it, like it, <laughs> not quite transphobic, but just. Mm trans ignorant i think mm. is the better way to describe it trans ignorant slash negligent mm. is is what it is because it's not it wasn't being as sensitive enough yeah they were trying but a little more homework they could have mm. passed yeah i gave him a 55 out of 100 in terms of transphobicness so like trans trans healthy yeah. so yeah so like a so like a little bit more than just center yeah yeah, yeah. Like, mm. i I would say as far as like whether I enjoyed it, uh, I, I can't give it any more than a six because I it brought me to a point that I quit the show. And again, like this was popcorn for me for a little bit. I, I was really enjoying it. I was watching it with Diana and then all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, I'm kind of done with this show completely. And I do, but I do wish that part of me says I do wish that I had stuck through it. And that's part of the reason I wanted to do this episode is because so much of why I started this podcast is because I was challenged to watch every piece of transphobic media and judge it. And so it's like, all right, I may as well make a podcast out of this. So for me, kind of moving into the other question, is it transphobic? It's not horrible. It actually does some good things. And honestly, because it put a spotlight on Skylar and because Skylar has been uh, it's been a force for questioning hey there are some things that we're seeing how can we make this better and because people are giving a mic to Skylar for that I it's it's pretty good actually I, I think it's like a if just kind of borrowing your example I'd say it's in like the 60 or 70 it's doing okay it's still you know like it's passing grade I'd, I'd give it a passing grade uh, it's not completely without its fault but yeah okay sure it's, it's it's not completely transphobic it's just got some elements that need some work you get a gold star in a on your board that says you tried yeah. that's that's what it gets mm-hmm. you tried but no cookies <laughs> you get no cookies <laughs> awesome so uh if you want people to find you tell people how to find you let us know if you're uh plugging anything 
Um, no plugs. I work at a perfumery now uh, called Gowana Smells. <laughs> um, that's amazing. it's it's amazing. I brought actually a bunch of wonderful scents for everybody because I don't believe in men or women scents. Tell me or not if you want a whole ton of musk and things, and I'll get it for you. That's 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 what I gotta say. You can find me at a whole ton of musk at... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, you can find the Is It Transphobic podcast online uh, through Twitter at Is It Transphobic. You can also find us on Facebook uh, and you can donate to our Patreon, where if you donate even a dollar or more, you can get access to the videos uh, as well as mini episodes, which admittedly I haven't done in a little while, but uh, if when I put them out, you get them a whole month before unpaid subscribers. So that's something good. Uh, that said, if you want to find me specifically, you can find me at uh, Lucretia Deer 4 on Twitter. That's L-U-C-R-E-T-I-A-D-E-A-R, the number four. Uh, or you can always check out my website, AshleyLaurenRogers.com. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me over this dark and stormy night in New York City. <laughs> awesome. So let's do something physical for the camera so that those who are paying on Patreon can get something great. I really hope you enjoy that. Is It Transphobic was produced, edited, and coordinated by Ashley Lauren Rogers. The Is It Transphobic logo was created by Phoenix Sweeney, and you can see more of their work at tinylionlords.github.io. The original music you heard was all created by Vivian Allergen, who you can find on Bandcamp at vivianallergen.bandcamp.com. <laughs>